Top of the top episode 205 Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in. First time listeners, thank y'all for tuning in. If you tune in weekly, salute. And it's just an episode. So some topics you may want to hear about. Salute to you as well. Like, share, subscribe, retweet, whatever you do to help support the podcast. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Podcast available on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Subscribe, like, leave comments, reviews, put your people on. Once again, all greatly, greatly appreciated. Going back into the wrestling world this week, WrestleMania 39 is this upcoming weekend. Two-night events, Saturday and Sunday. I'm very, very excited for it, mainly because I will be in L.A. for WrestleMania, so there'll be no episode next week. I'll be back in two weeks. But, man, to say I'm excited really is kind of an understatement. It's my first time in California, my first WrestleMania. If you've been tuning into this podcast for some years now, Y'all know I was supposed to go to WrestleMania in 2020 when it was in Tampa, but of course we know the pandemic happened, so those plans were canceled. So I'm very excited to go to California for WrestleMania 39. Shout out to my bro Zoe, shout out to Unc. We'll be in L.A., so whenever I get back, I'll give y'all a recap of everything. And like I always say for vacation, I'm there for a good time, not a long time. Going into WrestleMania, let's talk about the card. I'm going to give y'all my predictions talk about the storylines or lack thereof storylines. And that's why I want to start with the landscape of the WWE right now going into WrestleMania. Man, uh, in my opinion, it's lacking that blockbuster feel. It's lacking that blockbuster feel. It's a two-night event, so you're going to have matches and storylines that really don't pique your interest as much. But I feel like the majority of this car is lacking storyline or just – not peaking my interest as much. I don't know where the disconnect happened. I feel like a lot of these storylines have been dragged out for entirely too long. And I just feel like a lot of these matches have just, hey, let's put these people together and call it a day. And I think it was rumors that that was the case for a majority of these matches. So I'm going to give you all a quick rundown of the matches and the storylines. I know some matches have already been slated for night one or night two, but I'm not really focused on the two nights at least right now because I don't think everything has been scheduled out yet. So I'm just going for really what least piqued my interest to what piqued my interest the most. So let's get to it. First, let's start with these fatal four-way tag matches that are basically just, hey, let's get everybody on the roster we can to be involved in WrestleMania weekend. It's a two-night event. I think the main goal at first was to have 12 total matches, six matches each, each night, but – it was rumors that certain superstars were upset they weren't involved in WrestleMania, so they decided to do two fatal four-way tag matches for both men and women. First with the men, we got Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus Viking Raiders versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet. If I had to make a prediction, I'm going with Street Profits. One, is no storyline to these matches. It's just tag teams, put them in the ring, let them do what they do. I'm going with Street Profits because for the past year or so, we kind of been waiting on this Street Profit split. Not saying it got to be a, oh, this one turn face, this one turn, I mean, this one turn heel, this one stay face type of turn. But we really want to see what Montez Ford can do by himself and Angelo Dawkins by himself. So I think this would be a good start, have them win at WrestleMania, then slowly, if you want to just, like I said, it doesn't have to be one turn on the other, but you can have them 
going in solo matches. Hey, man, I want to do my own thing for a while. All right, that's cool. And then we'll see what happens. But overall, I think Street Profits will win this match. I think it will be a very entertaining match. And that's one thing, WrestleMania, I think the main uh, story for me for these WrestleMania, not because I'll be there, but just as a person who watched wrestling, I think the matches are going to overshadow the storylines in a good way. In a good way. Like I said, these storylines have either been dragged out or just really don't pique my interest enough. So I think the matches will substitute for the storyline being lackluster. And I think this match will be a great example of that. So I got the Street Profits winning this match. For the women Fatal 4-Way Tag Match, is Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus a tag team that haven't been announced yet. I'm really not sure who that tag team could be. Sasha Banks is not coming back. Naomi says she's not in the company no more, so that surprise factor is not there. So, I mean, Damage Control got a match already. Trish Stratus and Lita, two legends, they in the match with Damage Control. So, I'm not sure who's available in the women's tag team division to even be in this match. I don't know if they have somebody from NXT or what, but I'm not sure who the women's who the uh, surprise tag team can be. So that'll be exciting to see if they bring anybody. It might just be these days. Don't be surprised. They just be like, Hey, it's going to be a triple threat tag team match instead of a fade of four way. Who knows? But I think I got Raquel Rodriguez and the Lil Morgan winning this match. That's just my gut. It's like I said, no storyline to it. I was like, Oh, I didn't know this match was even taking place until the SmackDown this past Friday. So yeah, I got Raquel Rodriguez and Lil Morgan winning that match. Uh, we have Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. This is the quote-unquote celebrity match. But Logan Paul, say whatever you want to say about Logan Paul. Say what you want to say about his brother, Jake Paul, in terms of boxing. Logan Paul, when he gets in the ring, he'll give you a couple spots. You'll be like, okay, that was exciting to see. He had one at Royal Rumble with Ricochet. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at the celebrity matches where the celebrity actually gets in the ring and give you some quality give you a quality match and don't just be like a smoke break or nothing like that. So I think it'll be interesting to see this match because, you know, Seth Rollins is a wrestler, like a pure wrestler, and he's one of the most popular superstars today. I think a lot of people, including myself, were kind of disappointed to see that they have Seth Rollins in this match with Logan Paul because we feel like Seth Rollins could be in that world championship uh, pitcher or the United States championship pitcher. But, I mean, Seth Rollins is a professional at the end of the day. I think it's going to be great. Hopefully, this match is on night two when I'm there because, one, I bought a Seth Rollins shirt for it, and I love to see Seth Rollins' entrance in person with the crowd singing along and everything. I think that would be great to see in SoFi Stadium. Either way, whether I'm there in person or I'm watching it the night before on television, just seeing SoFi, everybody in SoFi singing that song together, I think that's going to be dope, but – I think this match is going to be better, like I said, better than the storyline heading into it. They've had some interaction in the ring with promos and everything, but none of which make me more excited about the match. But if I had to make a guess, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins because I don't want to see Seth Rollins get in that situation where he lose to Logan Paul at WrestleMania. So I'm going to go with Seth Rollins winning this match. Next match, we got Brock Lesnar versus Omos. This match kind of happened out of nowhere, in my opinion, because almost have been MIA for a while now. I think the original plan was to do something with Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt, and Bobby Lashley. At least that was teased back in February with Elimination Chamber and everything. 
I'm not sure what happened with that. Bobby Lashley is on Twitter saying, yo, somebody getting their ass beat this weekend at WrestleMania. How y'all not going to have me involved? But this Brock Lesnar almost, it's, it's odd because, one, of course the story is going to be, yo, can Brock Lesnar suplex almost? How many times can he do it? And there's rumors that Brock Lesnar could be on his way out of WWE. I don't know if it's like a retirement thing or what. But that's rumors as well. So if I had to pick, make a guess, though, I'm going to say Brock Lesnar is being almost. It's just kind of writing on the wall, honestly, in my opinion. But we'll see how it goes. But I got Brock Lesnar winning that match. Next match, we have a six-woman tag match. We got the legends, Trish Stratus and Lita, teaming up with Becky Lynch to face Damage Control, which is Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. One of these... Storylines, it's just like, I feel like could have went in a different direction. I mean, you got Damage Control, who were the tag champions. You couldn't still find two women to make them a tag team and make them at least a threat to challenge Damage, damage Control to the point where you got to bring in the legends, Trish Stratus and Lita. But you had Lita team up with Becky Lynch. They won the belt. We never really got the Becky Lynch and Bayley cage match that we were promised. I think that could have happened instead of this match at WrestleMania, honestly. Then you bring in Trish Stratus. Like I said, I'm not mad because Trish Stratus and Lita, they're the legends. I grew up watching them, and you need that legend. You need those legends on the card just because. I don't know why they do that, but they do it. But I feel like it could have went in a different direction. And it's not for the belt, so I'm just guessing Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch are going to win this match. And I feel like probably Damage Control will get back into the title picture and win the belts back eventually. I feel like we needed that Becky Lynch and Bayley Steel cage match instead of this match, though. But I'm going with Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus to win this match just to have that hoorah moment at WrestleMania with some legends. So, you know, once again, another storyline I was just like, okay, it kind of came out of nowhere, but cool. Next match, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic. The one storyline I'm just ready for them to close the book on. In terms of history, though, this is history, history – uh, making moment, a father-son match at WrestleMania. So, in terms of that, kudos to them for that. But it's just a storyline. I'm like, yo, we really don't see it in Dominic to where he even poses a threat to anybody on the roster. And it just it's just weird, man. Like, Dominic, it's like, yo, you're getting your ass tossed around by Brock Lesnar at first. Now, all of a sudden, you big and bad. So, it's kind of like one of those storylines everybody's like, yo, let's please get this over with. Like, just please get it over. Rey Mysterio is getting inducted to the Hall of Fame, so shout out to Rey Mysterio. So let my boy Rey at least be the son at WrestleMania, please. His son is not that talented to where he can beat the legend of Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania, honestly. So please let Rey Mysterio win this match against his son, Dominic. Next match, we have Bianca Belair versus Oscar for the women's title. Another storyline that's lacking story, <laughs> the best way I can put it. But – I think this match could steal the show, either night one or night two. It's just one of those where the story don't have to be there. Just let them get in the ring, ring the bell, and let them go at it. Put on this great, great show. Bianca has held the belt for a while now, a long, long time. I think it is time for her to give it up. I would also like to see Bianca Belair turn heel. I'm just throwing that out there. I would love to see that. But Oscar, I think it's time for somebody to beat Bianca, and I think Oscar, with this personality, her throwback personality that everybody is enjoying right now is kind of it's a wild card it's off balance it's like damn near like some like some female Dennis Rodman type vibe she got going on I think 
it's time for Oscar to get the belt and uh, let Bianca Belair turn heel. Let's bring a new aspect to her character. I understand people love her. Her merchandise is selling, but slowly. You don't got to do like the next night. Like slowly start teasing that. I think that'll be dope. Bring a little spark into the women's division. Have Bianca Belair turn heel. But I got Oscar winning. I got Oscar winning. But Bianca Belair, she has been on a WrestleMania run. So don't be surprised if she win as well. But I personally like to see Oscar win. Next match, Hell in a Cell. We got Edge versus Finn Balor. I hope this match gets what it deserves. It's a story that's been going on for about a year now. It started off very, very rocky and strange because it just didn't make any sense to have Finn Balor have the judgment day turn on Edge when Edge just beat Finn Balor the night before clean, like didn't cheat or nothing. So it started off very rocky. The Judgment Day, it's been a year in the making to where people are like, yo, is this like faction even working? And I still think it's kind of weird because we don't have a clear leader. We don't like Dominic. Damian Priest is not even on the card. Finn Balor, we see his potential. I mean, many people have said they feel like he's been un- underutilized in the WWE. But this match deserves the hell in a cell. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Mankind, let's end this rivalry type of Hell in a Cell match. Will we get it? I don't know because that's just the way the business is nowadays. But I hope it's on night two so I can see it. But it deserves the final Hell in a Cell close the story ending. Finn Balor coming out as the demon more, more than likely. Edge, we want to see Edge possibly get another title run before he retires. Let Edge win this match. Let's close the book on this rivalry, and let's try to put Edge somewhere on the scene of possibly win a world championship before he retires. So I think Edge is going to win that match, but this is the one I'm looking forward to, not the most, but I'm looking forward to as, hey, they got to get this match right. Like, it's hell in the cell. It's a long rivalry. It's got personal with Edge wife and everything, it deserves the traditional hell in the cell type of match. And I hope we get it. I hope we get it. Next match for United States title, we got Austin Theory, the champion, facing the legend John Cena. Wow. Uh, Austin Theory, for one, I'm not mad at his rebrand. I'm not mad at his rebrand. Of course, he's a Vince McMahon guy. A lot of people didn't like that. It just felt like it was being pushed on us, kind of like how John Cena was. Back in the day. But I think the difference was people really liked John Cena during I remember that because that when I was like ruthless aggression era. Like it was clear John Cena was the guy. And I wasn't mad at him winning the belt the first few times, but for a decade straight, it was like, all right, y'all, y'all can relax now. We get it. John Cena great. But Austin Theory, he coming off as a Vince McMahon guy that like John Cena and like Roman Reigns was just kind of pushed in our face. So this rebrand of him being like, not the underdog, but like the young, cocky guy, instead of doing selfies, he done grew his beard out, he done got more ruthless and everything. It's a great story they're telling with John Cena and Austin Theory, even without John Cena really being there. I think they went face-to-face one time. So it's been great. Austin Theory has done a great job holding this storyline together while John Cena is not there. It's going to start WrestleMania off on Saturday. So with that being said, Cena might win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cena might win. I was like, I think they said there'll be Cena's sixth or seventh United States chi- uh, title reign. And I think it'll 
put him in position to possibly break a Ric Flair record of being the world champion for 17 times. And that really depends on John Cena's schedule because he's in Hollywood. He does movies now and everything, commercials. So it really depends on John Cena's schedule. But I see Cena probably winning this match to start off WrestleMania. It'll be a good look for him and Theory. Hopefully it's a match. Like when Cena came back on SmackDown a couple months ago, he just did his five moves of doom and that was it. And everybody was like, Damn, you had Cena come back, you promoting him coming back for a match, and he doing his basic five move set. But if we get a, a match between Austin Theory and John Cena, it can tell a story as well. I can see Cena winning, but as well, I can see Austin Theory winning. But my prediction, I'm gonna go with Cena winning that. Next match for the Intercontinental title, we got a triple threat match. Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Gunther, y'all know I said it during the Royal Rumble. He's a guy who I just see getting the belt eventually. You know what I'm saying? Eventually getting the belt. But this story has been based more on Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, like, love-hate friendship they got, rather than Gunther, who's been, like, a title holder of the Intercontinental title for, like, a record-holding type of title reign since, like, the 80s or something like that. So they're not really focused on that. They really focus more on Sheamus and Drew. And because of that, I got Gunther winning this. Got Gunther winning this, and Sheamus and Drew, hopefully we can get like a storybook close in into their rivalry as well within the next couple months because they were a tag team, now they rivals, and they both compete for the bill, and it's, it's kind of everywhere right now. There, there's no clear direction for Sheamus or Drew McIntyre at this point, so I got Gunther winning that match. Next, for the women's SmackDown Women's Champion, we got Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. I got Rhea Ripley winning. I think out of all the matches, this is kind of like, of course, Rhea Ripley's going to win. I say that because, one, they got Charlotte Flair coming off as a face, and she's way, way better as a heel, in my opinion. Rhea Ripley won the women's Royal Rumble match coming in at number one. So it's just the typical coming in at number one, winning the Royal Rumble, then winning the championship at WrestleMania type of scenario for me. That's how I see it. I'm not mad at Rhea Ripley winning. And it goes back to my theory of the Judgment Day. I think it might be time to close the book on the Judgment Day as well. Like, Rhea Ripley, you can make the argument she's the leader. But at the same time, it's like, you got her and you got Dominic, who nobody really want to see in the ring. We don't see his potential. Like, they claim that it's there, but we really don't see it yet. Damian Priest, I feel like he needs to be his own superstar. Finn Balor, who's been underutilized for some years now, I feel like, he needs to go in a different direction as well. So with Rhea winning this, I feel like it'll be time to go in a different direction with that group. And Rhea, she deserves a title reign, a good title reign. So who her next opponent could be, who knows, because the women on SmackDown and Raw, they just there. Outside of Bayley, Damage Control, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Oscar, Charlotte, and Rhea. The rest of them just there, in my opinion. Even Liv. At this point, she's just there at this point. So, but yeah, I got Rhea Ripley winning that match as well. Now, the next two matches, next two matches with the bloodline, clearly the ones everybody's waiting to see. First, we got the tag team title match Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And my hot take for this match, I would have went in a different direction with this rivalry. I would have loved to see Jay Uso versus Sami Zayn at WrestleMania more than this tag title match, personally. I just feel like that's more of the story now 
with everything that's happened at the Royal Rumble, at Elimination Chamber, at the Raw where Jay uh, kicked Sami Zayn and everything, I think that's a better story than the Usos versus Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn. That's just my personal opinion. I feel like it's more emotion there. I feel like it's more of a story there. And honestly, I feel like this can kind of it can kind of ruin the Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes match because if the Usos win, I don't see Roman Reigns losing. I don't see Roman Reigns losing if the Usos win. So, yes, the Bloodline storyline have been great. It's been long-term storytelling. If it is one ever, you know, going back to 2020, they put the video up on YouTube, a two-hour video of the Bloodline from then till now. It's long-term storytelling, but for the past couple months, it's like people want to see Sami Zayn get the belt. Me, I've been on record. I don't see Cody Rhodes beating Roman Reigns. I feel like Cody Rhodes probably a little bit overrated. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. I feel like Cody Rhodes a little bit overrated. It'd be too much like Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors. It's too much favoritism going on. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. But going back to this tag title match, I got the Usos winning. And we'll see where it goes. That's my person. We'll see where it goes. Me personally, though, I would love to see Jay Uso versus Sami Zayn at WrestleMania more than this tag title match. But storylines there, everything's there. It's gonna be a great match. We know. But I got the Usos winning, and uh, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. I got Roman Reigns winning. It's gonna be emotional. The closest Cody Rhodes can get to a great match, in my opinion, is with the match he had with his brother at Double or Nothing. Dustin Rose at double or nothing in 2019. That's the type of match Cody Rose got to have because you're not going to get a bell-to-bell match with Roman Reigns. You're going to get a, a slow pace. You're going to get Roman Reigns trash talking. You're going to get Roman Reigns talking to the camera. That's what you're going to get. And like I said before, I had Cody Rose winning last year, but out before this whole Sami Zayn bloodline thing really made sense because I want to say by the time Cody got hurt, Sami Zayn got with the bloodline, but it was still like a odd pairing. But from then till now, of course, the storyline has completely changed. But I feel like it could have went a different direction. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, they haven't got physical yet. I'm guessing they are this week. They got to this week. They got to. I think they're going to face-to-face, what, Monday or Friday, something like that. They got to go. They got to get a little physical before the match at WrestleMania. <laughs> Excuse me. They got to. They got to. And like I said, Cody is looking too much like Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors. But that's just my personal opinion. Do I think he'll eventually win the big title? Yes. But another thing I'm interested in, how would they split the titles up in the bloodline? They're talking about splitting Roman belts. Whenever they split Roman belts, whenever they split the Usos belts, I just got within great faith that that means they are going on vacation. You are not telling me Roman Reigns is going to lose both of his belts after a possible thousand-day reign and just walk around like everything okay. No. Roman Reigns, whenever he loses both of the belts, he's going on vacation. Whenever the Usos lose their belts, they're going on vacation. Roman Reigns has been a title holder now. If he beat Cody Rhodes, I think he'll be like at a thousand days. You got to get Roman to a thousand days. That's one. That's another reason why I think he's going to win. You got to get Roman to a thousand days. You got to get the Usos. 
you got to make that a meaningful defeat for them to lose the tag title belts. The New Day, they did it before, but with this whole thing with Big E and all that, I think Kofi been out. They don't seem to be uh, title contenders at the moment. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn is the closest to do it. I just think we need a little bit more time. And like I said, I think Jay Uso versus Sami Zayn would have gave them that time to be like, okay, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, then we can work towards the tag title match. So, like I said before, yes, the storyline has been great, but now they're at that point now where it's like, okay, we might got to split these belts up for one, and two, how are we going to do it without making it look like a fall from grace? A total fall from grace because you're not just about to tell me a guy who's held the belt for a thousand days is going to give it pinned one, two, three in the ring like that. You're not telling me that. You're not telling me that. And then Cody Rhodes coming back from injury, you got to be careful with him as well. You got to be careful. A torn pet, you got to be careful. So I got Roman Reigns winning, but once again, WrestleMania lacking this blockbuster feel. I don't feel like it's closing the book on everything we need closed on in terms of the bloodline story. I think it's very, very much more directions they can go with this. A lot of people after the Sami Zayn Roman Reigns match, they was like, yo, Jay, Jay is the one because it started with Jay and Roman, but I don't see Jay Uso being Roman Reigns as well. So it's a different it's a different feel now that we left Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble with the Sami Zayn chair shot, Elimination Chamber in Sami home country of Canada. We done did everything with Roman. Drew McIntyre in Drew home country. We done did everything it is to do. Now you're bringing in Cody Rhodes, who I just don't see it in. And I'm, I'm sure not. I'm not the only one. You're going to. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram right now. It's like you see people comment like, yo, I don't see it in Cody. We don't see it. Merchandise selling, yeah, we understand all that, but this man has held the belt for 900, almost 1,000 days, y'all. And you mean to tell me a guy can beat him and he haven't even got physical with him? And the promos, fam, you mean to tell me y'all really think Cody Rhodes saying, a Roman with no reins, a, a chief with no tribe. It's better than Roman saying, yo, <laughs> you couldn't do the Stardust thing, so you left. Then you started your own wrestling company that you couldn't get over in, which I did say on this podcast. You buried yourself in your own company. Then you left again. Fam, come on, y'all. Come on. I understand that. all respect to Cody. The family dynasty dynamic wasn't really working for me. These promos, it's like, yo, Roman is, he's right. And I feel, I've been saying it for the longest. This whole thing with Roman Reigns and the bloodline with Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, they've been right the whole time. It's not like they did Sami's dirty. Like, Sami came into their locker room. They're like, hey, y'all, I want to be with y'all. I want to be with y'all. Fam, you're not even family for one. So, it just, for me, being a wrestling fan, y'all, I just don't see it happening with the Usos and Roman Reigns. You got to keep this going. You got to keep it going. And if you don't keep it going, you better have a hell of a game plan coming out of it. If you got Cody Rhodes beating Roman Reigns, you got Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens beating the Usos, you better have a plan for the next month ready to go. Because the fans are going to see that and be like, okay, what's about to happen? (laughs) What's about to happen? So, 
I'm looking forward to it. And that just comes from my point of view. I'm just one person. That's just my point of view. So I'm looking forward to it. Once again, I got Street Profits winning the Fatal 4-Way tag match. I got Raquel Rodriguez and Lil Morgan winning the Women's Fatal 4-Way tag match. I got Seth Rollins beating Logan Paul. I got Brock Lesnar beating Omos. I got Trish Stratus, Lita, Becky Lynch beating Damage Control. I got Rey Mysterio beating Dominic. I got Oscar beating Bianca Belair. I got Edge beating Finn Balor. I got John Cena beating Austin Theory. I got Gunther beating Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. I got Rhea Ripley beating Charlotte Flair. I got the Usos beating Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And I got Roman Reigns defeating Cody Rhodes. I will be in L.A. for WrestleMania. I will be at WrestleMania night two and the Raw before, the Raw after that, my bad. And I'll be back on the podcast in about two weeks. Get all a recap of that and everything. I might have my boy Zoe come up in here. We break it down like we did in Puerto Rico. So, yeah, this has been episode 205, Stash House Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Go out, have a great work week, great school week. Enjoy yourselves, drink plenty of water. Be aware of your surroundings. Keep me in your prayers. I do the same for y'all. Catch y'all in about two weeks. Salute.